Heaven Hi. Hello. Hello. 173 Rum Podcast at Doings.com. At Rumcom Doings. Grum dum dum bidding bidding bum 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 at dot com slash. The topic today is should Ebola be obligatory for air travel? Okay. And uh, the more important information today is that I am clutching the Nexus New Times. I'm glad to hear that. But before we launch headfirst mm. into that strange and murky magazine pool, it's about a week or two or three until you pop out a baby now. The due date is in 13 days' time. Are you counting each one down as if it were a bit of grit underneath your scrotum? Uh, yes. What? Ooh. Mm. You've really put me off recording a podcast now. Or having a baby. Would you like a pistachio nut? Yes, please. Here you go. Oh, that one was a bit fungusy. Are you trying to kill me with your mycotoxins? Mm -hmm. Can you you give me one that isn't infested with uh, penicillin, please? I'll give you one that doesn't even have a, a mere slip of a crack in the side. Okay. Oh, I like those. I put them between my teeth. Everybody thinks I'll be defeated, but I won't. <laughs> my mother gets very annoyed when I crack chestnuts with my teeth. She says, you'll destroy your teeth forever. I oh, said, I can't watch... I sit watching you put whole ice cubes in your mouth and then just crunch down. Ooh. You're like jaws off of the James you know that, Bonds. You know that Judy loves crunching ice now as well. I <laughs> le- led her into my sinful The sins ways. of the father. The sins of the father shall be met upon the daughter. <laughs> yeah. So how's Lucy? I don't know. Is she dead? She's not alive? dead. She's very alive at the moment. Is she? Yeah. Is she? Plotting your death, though, I'd imagine, as cats are want to do until they become unwell. I think her focus is on how to kill the baby. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the priority now. That's, that's the big focus. Mm. I saw that you painted the um, dormitory the other day. Uh, I did the uh, the the cell where she'll 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 probably be there in two or three. Sorry, he, I keep thinking that babies are she, and then I <laughs> remember with a trembling horror that actually they come in two varieties, and you're getting the worst. Uh. Sometimes I think what you forget, Nick, is mm-hmm. that I'm a boy too, and I'm brill. What sort of baby were you? I was a baby, a sort of baby. Mm-hmm. I was. I sort of cried, pooed in my nappy, drank booby milk. No, but do people, when they talk about you as a baby, say, oh, he was a bit of a horror, or are you just generally generic? No, I think I was, uh, I've asked about this recently, obviously, and, uh, and, and yeah. I've been, I think I was fine. My dad tells the story of the time, there were, I went through a phase of uh, a few months in of just never not crying, and my... Of course, um, as does everybody. My mum finally snapped and just left the house, and my dad decided that she must have gone forever. Okay. Um, and and he reports that he when she came back after an hour of just walking around the block a, a few times, um, he she found him crying one end of the sofa, me the other, <laughs> and that's been your life ever since. That's right. So, but no, apparently, I was, and I was a nice kid too. I mean, every single school report says without said without fail, John is a very capable student. If only he would shut the f up. Really? Were you? Did you talk a lot in class? Oh, incessantly. Uh, and 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 were you a squeaky boy? I don't think so. But, but were you particularly squeaky? I mean, did, did you have a voice that annoyed people? No, I don't. Well, unless no. I, I, I guess if you hear my voice and you find it annoying now, then the answer would be yes. But um, mm. no, I don't think so. But it just, I just, I was bored because school was awful. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's certain rubbish, isn't it? Especially, especially. Pri- I mean, I went because I'm a hundred years old, so I went to primary and middle school in separate schools. And both, which I mean, primary school was okay. It taught I, I could already read and write by the time I got there, but it taught me maths and basics and and stuff like that. But middle school was four years of nothing, just nothing. What, is what, what was middle school? So it was what? it was years one to three were primary, and then um, you had what years one to four uh, of middle school, hmm. um, which I guess would the, be the modern day four to eight. Oh, who knows? Yeah, I don't well, know. well, Judith is in foundation. No, four at the to, moment. That's right. It would have been four to years four to seven because we then started secondary school in what is now year eight, whereas the rest of the country started in year seven. It was all very confusing. I went from the fourth year of middle school to the second year of secondary school to the year nine in three years in a row. 
These people are so awful. I didn't help with my counting. No. Oh, but middle school, so four years of just nothing. We were taught, I can't do anything. I was taught a single thing for four years. I remember doing projects. Mm, I did a project projects. on Guildford. Uh, I can tell you all about... Um, I can't tell you all. I can tell you that there was that Guildford was named after the Golden Ford because of the flowers that grew by the river. Mm-hmm. And um, I drew a picture of Guildford Castle and a, double, a lot of double mounting. Middle school was mostly double mounting. Well, that was just that teacher is in prison now. I <laughs> see what you did. You misunderstood the word mounting. Yes. It was you get the coloured sheets of sugar paper and you mm-hmm. cut them uh, like a half a centimetre wider than the thing you'd drawn the picture on. And then you would mm-hmm. cut another one half a centimetre wider still. And then you'd double mount them and get a big border. And then you'd stick it into your project book, which you'd covered with hessian for some reason. <laughs> Well, that was the time of the obsession with projects. You know, the yeah. pre-GCSE, everything was coursework and projects. Well, and no, this is way... Was... Be- this is, you know, when I was 8 to 12, so it was, wasn't even thinking about coursework. Oh, they were thinking, believe me, <laughs> they were thinking. It was just, I swear, it was just, how the hell are we going to fill another term of this? We haven't got any curriculum that seems to underline anything we need to be teaching these idiots. Well, and... well as I was telling you, um, four-year-old Judith, we went to her, I went to her curriculum meeting. Yes. <laughs> and they said, don't worry if the children come home and say that they've just been playing all day. We promise you that's not true. They, we, we make sure that they are always learning. Don't worry if they say they've been playing. They, we always sneak in the learning. It's like, God forbid you should ever um, imagine that they might have enjoyed their day at school and think they've been playing. So they, the teacher was very reassuring to those parents who are looking worried about the fact that they weren't uh, having their times table whipped into them and their alphabets slapped into each wrist <laughs> it's such fun mm. it's brilliant i'm so glad that i'm gonna crap out a son in a couple of weeks who's yeah. gonna be subjected to this gibberish in about four or five years the education system is such a junk it really is such nonsense and when they say oh we're not a glorified babysitting service yeah you are i'm sorry but you are because if you weren't you wouldn't be anything like you are at the moment i can tell you that it's it well, and it's all. I mean, I'm going to go. Shall I go conspiracy theory? Since I've got a copy of Nexus New Times in front of me. What's all the Jews? Is it or the lizards or the Catholics? It's no, Which one? my. I I don't know. Tell me if you think I'm being in just being a silly Billy here. Um, I wonder whether school is designed to placate the middle class in order to keep the working class. Uh, where they are prevent in order to continuously maintain a supply of people to do all the crappy jobs the middle class don't want to do well it was but i don't think it's working anymore because that's now just the underclass and we're uh, importing people to do those yes jobs. that's so i was talking with laura about this the other day and i was thinking yeah but we are now you know the the cleaner is no longer the lady who was given no chances in her life it's now the 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 romanian doctor oh no it certainly was like country. that when, i think Certainly when we had grammar schools and secondary moderns, yes, that's exactly what it was. And if you, if you cocked up your 11 plus, which if you were working class, it was designed that you would pretty much do that, then you were destined to be a hewer of wood and a carrier of water, as they say. <laughs> um, and, there's the, and then, of course, they had pseudo-idealism in the 60s to make everything comprehensive. But, of course, the subtler effects of that were in Kuwait and we then have this weird mishmash today of pseudo egalitarian idealism with a massively divisive reality and with the private so-called public fee-paying schools creaming it off at the top so yes it's a divisive awful system but the interesting thing is um, I think that the very best fee-paying school is still an institution that's deleterious to the growing mind just because they get and are able to train a brain into getting the results that they wanted. I don't think it's creating a well-adjusted or happy population. And it's certainly, I mean, I, I, my personal frustration is the demolishing of imagination, which again, you can get conspiratorial about and argue that you need to remove the imagination from a people if you want it to continue functioning in the peaceful useful way there is an interesting talk which i will i always say that after these things which, <laughs> but i actually do remind me to link you to which was at the conference i went to about the um evolutionary use of of play and imagination and how it how we differ 
uh, from other species in the way we do it and where we're similar. And it gets into some quite detailed analysis of genetic expression and the development of the brain and so on. But the conclusion is basically that school and the modern schooling system is antithetical to that. And Well, I'm glad to hear some... my opinions validated with science. But there are actual... Um, there are actual studies that have been done which show that not only is it antithetical, it, it's actually self-defeating. Um, and they showed an interesting uh, experiment they did where, 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 they, where they taught children how to, um, you by rote, how to do uh, certain forms of arithmetic by carrying and all that kind of thing. Um, the, most of the children, most of the time, got it wrong. And when they got it wrong, they got it wrong in through various orders of magnitude. In other words, they didn't even get close to the answer. In other words, they weren't intuiting what it is they were doing. They were following meaningless uh, steps to get to a conclusion. Whereas children that were forced to kind of make up or encouraged to make up their own strategies um, got to the answer much more frequently and more importantly, when they got it wrong, they were much closer to the answer. And this is replicated in a number of different areas. In other words, teaching by rote is very ineffective for most people. Uh, And not only is it very ineffective for most people, but it can be validated that it's not actually teaching the thing that you expect is being taught underneath the road. You are just learning that weird bit of mechanism. And when the mechanism fails, Mm -hmm. you've got no intuitive um, validity checking because you don't know what it should be by order of magnitude at all. Could you give quite a facile example of this? Laura was never taught times tables at school. She, they, they were kind of they were so she was just like they was never taught the theory behind it never taught how to oh my do goodness it. was she was she brought up by wolves in, in near, near castle greystone one of her parents then took this mantle on them but again it was the attempt to learn by rote she, she now has no instinct for figuring out basic multiplication which drives me crazy because i'm like well just think you just do this and that and then blah blah, blah. that's the middle well that was the, the very opposite yes it's the midlands for you isn't it that's the opposite of what i just said no, it's not. It is. No, no, she was only taught by rote. That's what I'm saying. Whereas I was taught... Uh, I thought she bit... wasn't taught at all. No, no. Yeah. So she, was, she only got the rote teaching, just learn the times tables. I think when you... I found times tables... So it wasn't was the opposite, them. Mr. Snarky Pants. No, you're so gay. I... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were a homophobe. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I've heard, I've heard some people from your church on the radio this morning. So they <laughs> from should, my church? They should either stop... stop Stop doing it or leave. Oh, I, I didn't realise, by the way. What's that name? Re- Re- Reverend Richard Coles. You know him? Uh, oh, the name rings a bell. He used to be in the Communards, and now he, he's a reverend and he presents the BBC Saturday morning programme. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. And did you know that he used to be a big gay whoopsie? No, I did not. Well, he was in the Communards as a clue, but... Yeah, so ready, and, he was, and he had multiple partners and very, very... Um, uh, fulsome with his gaiety mm-hmm. and now he says he's found Christ and he has a partner but what he does is he says he will have a very gentle cuddle before going to bed and that's the end of it oh, and he's happy with it that's very sad it is a bit sad isn't it I mean okay he's at peace with it but and you'd hope that he genuinely is but it's 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 it's, it's interesting that he's been constrained to yeah. that degree he's friends with he, Philip Pullman on Twitter I discovered yesterday Oh, really? I like that, 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 that that's the case. He sounds like a very nice chap uh, when he's yeah, on the radio, of yes. course. That can mask other things. But if I were betting, I bet he Yeah, he seems is. like a good chap. No, I was, I was, mm. I was chatting with, I was, uh, with a friend last night who was saying that a uh, guy of theirs who's a friend... A friend of their, a guy of one of their, guy they keep. One of their boys. A guy, a guy they know who's currently in serum, seminary. Uh, mm-hmm. Just came out to them and pointed out semen, semen, seminary. Um, just came out to them and pointed out that a, a friend, a good, another mutual friend of theirs, is also gay, um, who's also a vicar. So it's like it seems to be coming quite normal amongst clergy. The C of E still have an issue with it. They though. do. The they really do. And well-being. They just is... need to stop. They need to stop it now. I think and just leave it alone for a while and see what happens. Welby's just too much of a wet blanket on the subject. Is I mean I don't dislike 
well be like no. it's like others but he just seems to be Meh. exactly that's what i mean he's he he's, he says he basically says i had homophobic opinions i'm now trying to not have those but i'm not well, really sure good. yeah he's very he's, he's progressive but not like really slowly whereas yes. rome williams was a massively progressive and liberal man who just didn't ever say anything because he was just a twit yes, he was a very wise fun. and interesting man but he just kept his mouth shut when he should have had it open well, it clearly wasn't the job for him, was it? No. And then before before that, we had uh, was it Mr. Tambourine Hitler himself? Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> the last good, good, good one George. you had was Robert. The last good one you had was Runcy, wasn't he? And we mentioned him before on this podcast. I thought you were going to say Robert Mugabe then. Robert Mugabe was the last. <laughs> was the last good bishop of England. Bishop of Canterbury, you know your church. <laughs> bishop of England, King of England. Bet you don't even know the Thirty Nine Articles. I don't. The 39 founding principles of the Church of England. Do you? Go on, tell us what the 39 principles are. I don't know. They all go on about how Catholics are wrong, basically. <laughs> and how you can't get divorced unless you're the king, in which case you should. Well, talking of which... Okay. Let me read. I'm going to read you. Can, you. can you take me to the nexus of the issue? I can. I'm going or to... the issue of nexus. I'm going to read you the editorial Yes. of this edition. But before so... I do... Yeah, where did you find it? Okay, and so what's your name and where'd you what's your name and where'd you come from, love? <laughs> so, God, I'm so excited to meet you, Silla. Um I in a super Tory <laughs> in a in a newsagent, oddly enough. I was oh. browsing in uh, a newsagent which wonderfully is called Churches, which means I always go Churches, 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 Churches. 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 Yeah. I remember newsagents. And um, in there and it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing array of magazines I have in there. It's where I tend to if t- tend to pick up my private eye and this Android magazine I quite like. And it's just nice to have an an, an enormous array. It's like WH Smith's in the in the early nineties. It's it's exciting. All right. And yes. um, so I was just browsing, looking at the science magazine, seeing if there's something on my day off, seeing if there's something I fancy sitting and leafing through. And mm-hmm. there, betwixt uh, a Scientific American mm-hmm. and BBC Focus magazine, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was genuinely between those two magazines, with the Nexus New Times. Sounds like a good journal. The front cover has a number of headlines awkwardly printed over the most wonderful illustration i've ever seen on a magazine cover it's incredible there is a blue mystic sort of yoga like uh figure god-like thing in the background sitting on a vast field uh on which is a crop circle uh how have we put those crop circles to bed stood, now John? stood on the crop circle is our giant spider the size of a football field being shot by a laser from a satellite <laughs> A laser from a satellite. <laughs> That's the front cover. Oh, good. The headlines on the cover, and the reason I spotted it was because I saw these words, and the uh, and my stomach went cold. Whistleblower scientists reveal huge cover-up. MMR vaccines are a cause of autism. Oh, right. So you see, it was true after all. Then directed energy weapons, cognitive warfare, and mind control. Mm-hmm. How meditation affects our genes. Mm-hmm. Anti-gravity and magnetic buoyancy. Well, come along now. That's a bit of a machine. If you put a magnet, so it's opposing a poles, it's buoyant, and that's sort of anti-gravity. End of article. <laughs> Crop circles 2014, an enduring mystery. I love the way they still have to kind of justify the fact that they really are milking that one. Yes, <laughs> and finally, giant spiders, myth or truth? Oh, let's see. £4.25 um, I spent on this because of well, bloody hold on, Twitter. I'll, Hold on, but it depends how big you mean by giant. If you mean the size of your hand or a dinner plate. Well, this one, is, the image on the front is the, the width of this massive crop circle. That's, that's a myth. It could eat a building. <laughs> if it could eat a building. Well, if it, <laughs> maybe it was a very small gingerbread. Shall I, give, shall I give you a spoiler? The article about giant spiders after four or five exhausted... This whole magazine, when you open it up, the front cover looks glossy. When you open it up, it's that strange greying white paper with grey text on it. Ah, but hold on. The that article, um, I didn't know anybody was claiming giant spiders. No, I know. You know the whole isn't giant spider thing the you always hear about. Isn't is a giant spider in the shape of a man made of straw? The the uh, the uh, the wonderful Daily Star is currently obsessed with killer spiders. Yeah, but that's fine. But giant ones and black eyed black eyed ghost girls as well. Um, black eyed people. <laughs> so this this article on. 
it, titled The Twilight Zone for some reason, and it says Giant Spiders, Monstrous Myth or Terrifying Truth by Carl Schuker, PhD. Neither. Nobody talks about it. No. Four, four exhaustive text-heavy pages conclude <clears throat> with... No, no, they don't. They wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> That's the well, conclusion. yeah, we, uh, we knew that. that oxy- there's not sufficient oxygen saturation. And also their structure would collapse under the gravitational uh, force of the Earth. So, no. Oh, well. There you go. No giant spiders. No Sorry giant spiders. If, if, if that's upset somebody. In the contents page, I've noticed this since we... Because I, I had deliberately not looked through too much of it before recording. But I've just noticed in the contents page... There's a letter to the editor of the Global News, which is amazing. We're going to that. Mind changes genes through meditation. Um, mm. And then the next one, the next crazy conspiracy theory in there is sugar's staggering health consequences. And then it's an, it's an article about how bad sugar is for you. Well, that's the problem with all these things. Um, and Victoria said it's the same in breastfeeding circles as well, is that you get people who are very into breastfeeding and that who are then also very anti-vax and so on. So you have to you have to do something very interesting in that because your particular realm of discourse attracts woo merchants, you have to be very careful to, and I'm sorry to use the cliche, uh, keep the baby in whilst throwing out its water. No. Okay. You're not allowed Throw to say that. Even out. alluding to it, no. I was trying not to say the yeah. actual cliche. No. Okay, so you've got sugar's staggering health consequences, then directed energy weapons control. <laughs> okay. And then the benefits of high cholesterol. Oh dear, <laughs> I, agree, I agree with two of those. So now I conclude that you are a crazy conspiracy theorist. I am, but that's the interesting thing. I, and it's always been the case, if you go in even 40 times or any of these journals, if you go into them, um, you'll always find one or two articles which are weirdly just, yeah, that's true. And then stuff about giant spiders and the Catholics. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the Catholics then. Oh, well, I'll read you the editorial. It's it's fairly lengthy, but we'll power through. Okay. It is probably fair to say that the readers of Nexus and similar publications share a desire to uncover information about what is really going on. While we cannot profess to know all such things, it is becoming easier to spot the omissions, distortions and lies that are put through the mainstream media. Yes, and Nexus magazine certainly isn't mainstream. No. Well, it's, it's an Australian magazine published all around the world. I'm continually surprised at how many people remain <coughs> unaware of the role that intelligence agents have played within mainstream media and entertainment industry. I think they're a bit more aware now. The people who decided what news went to the editors and sub-editors were spooks. Citation needed. The people who decided which TV shows were aired to the public were spooks. Citation needed. They were even at Reader's Digest in senior positions. Citation needed. They've been in all the commercial TV networks. Citation needed. There has never been freedom of speech in any country when it comes to the subjects that really matter. Citation needed. That's a beautiful opening paragraph. And yet they can say this. And if it's which is a bit yes, paradoxical. How has they got this through? If and if it's not government spooks in control, it's people with a strong political or religious agenda. Well, yes. It's not so much that people with political agendas are in politics. It's not so much that, quote, they tell you what to think, but what you are supposed to think about. Now, we need to stop and just analyse that sentence. It's not so much that they tell you what to think, but what you are supposed to think about. They're meta-mind controlling. Those are the same thing. Telling you what to think and telling you what to think about are the same thing. No, not necessarily, because maybe they'll allow you to think any thoughts you want, but constrained to a particular topic. So you can think anything you want about flower arranging, John. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what to think about flower arranging, but you have to think about flower arranging and not about those strange lizards who keep walking (laughs) to your uh, neighbourhood. Flowers. Take a look around you in Aussie media and politics right now. Oh, this is Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see the Catholic Church avoiding scandal after paedophile scandal and see who is protecting it. Catholic politicians and Catholic journalists. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is no Jesuit conspiracy in Australia because the Jesuit journalists embedded in the mainstream media write articles to head off that perception. Mm. Will media barons ever figure out that their journalists have failed and lost the trust of their readers, listeners and viewers? 
Sounds so much like Gamergate. All journalists out there know that they have failed the public on every important issue, from no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq to the tens of thousands of dead from pharmaceutical scandals. It will get worse as every government seeks to inhibit or punish anyone coming forward to blow the whistle on such information. Well, again, it's it's interesting in that they're only stating things that Noam Chomsky stated in Manufacturing Consent you know, 20 or 30, 40 years ago. So are you calling Chomsky a conspiracy theorist now? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. As usual, this issue of Nexus contains yet more examples of what modern journalists should be reporting on, starting with what I consider to be <clears throat> one of the most important items we've ever published. Well, and before you do that, I think if you are making such bold claims, maybe the editor-in-chief could have just struck out the thing about the giant spiders. It's, it's sort of, you know what I mean? It, okay, MMR, even if you don't believe it, yeah, the vaccines and cholesterol and all that, yeah, wonderful. But giant spiders, it kind of queers your pitch. <laughs> okay, get ready. Okay, see if you can guess what I'm bracing most... my, I'm girding my loins. Okay. This... Hold on, one loins for, wait. Gird it. Uh, hold on, I've just got to get my cloth and pull it through. There we go. There was actually a, a cartoon showing you how you would gird your loins using your robe. It's basically, you tuck your robe in and tie it round so that you can then fight properly. Oh, that's good. Mm. Nothing like a well, slippy ball during a fight. I'm girded. Good. So, okay, this is what he considers to be one of the most important items they've ever published. This article in Science News confirms that anti-gravity is positive magnetic buoyancy. In Science News. <laughs> the Science News section, I assume. Or, or in the magazine Science News, there is a... <laughs> Probably. Oh. But hold on. Uh, gravity is what? Anti-gravity is positive mm-hmm. magnetic buoyancy. Depending on what that word is, is doing there. <laughs> yes. He continues, indeed, I have it... That's, on- how maglev, that's how maglev trains work. <laughs> indeed, I have it on good authority that scientists, quote conquered gravity in the 1920s when they realized gravity's relationship to the earth's magnetic field lines i've waited over 35 years for this bombshell moment but <laughs> yeah you can you, you airplanes are also anti-gravity <laughs> no they that's are. just what they want you to think and newton proved that anti-gravity was possible just that you need a lot of energy to make it work when it comes to issues of public health and safety Modern journalists are quick to isolate and humiliate parents who ask questions about the safety of vaccines. But when a top scientist comes clean and admits to covering up data showing that MMR vaccinations are causing high rates of autism, where are the journalists? Oh, that's right. They're in South Africa beating up some celebrity murder trial. <laughs> beating up? I don't know what beating up means. Maybe that's an Australian thing. Maybe they mean If our Australian listeners too. can stop having sex for five minutes, they can let us, us know. But yes, that's indeed. where all, oh, where are the journalists, Nick? They're oh. in South Africa. Oh, John, that reminds me, we actually received a quite long letter last time, which wanted to discuss something. We will discuss it in the next episode. No, we won't, we won't, we never one. will. No, I promise. Did you, did you read it? Yes. Okay. And we've also just received one called Uri Geller and Lunchbox yes. Words, which I, I, just I haven't read. read it. I have not read in it. The, you, it requires a response from you. I will, but uh, let's do that after Nexus then. I'm putting a pin in it, John. Okay. Hold on. Let me just find it. Ouch! Jesus, that was painful. Was that your loins? Yeah, I put a pin in my loins. Uh, Carry on. Yeah, they're all in bloody South Africa, aren't they, these journalists? On the positive news side, though, we are seeing some progress. More and more scientists are uncovering the connection between our mind, consciousness, and physical health. Not only can our conscious mind affect our autoimmune system, but our thinking and feeling patterns can affect our genes, as new evidence shows. It has been the mainstream science press lately... What? It has been the mainstream science press lately which has written about the dangers of consuming the wrong fats, sugars and wheat. But considering that alternative media journalists have been publishing evidence about this and more for 30 years, in my opinion, they still shouldn't rest on their laurels. No, um, they, he's, he's got a hit there. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a, a cold reading it. Yes. I hope you have another inspiring Nexus to, I hope you have another inspiring Nexus read this issue. Good. Nexus read. Until next time, Duncan. You see, the sad thing is, yeah, you're actually, he's actually correct. Um, Mainstream banal journalism has pretty much failed in most respects. He's correct. But 
his rambling nonsense isn't the solution to that. <laughs> Do you not think? No. So have you, how many articles have you read through? I've not really, I've not really read any. I, I skimmed the spider article because a lot of people on Twitter wanted to know whether they should be terrified of building-sized spiders. What the hell is that? It's a, our landline. What? <laughs> because it was because it was summer. It's not summer anymore. It's going to change. We have to change the things. <laughs> Yeah. That's horrendous. We're going to change. It's got lots of lovely ringtones, and we had the sugar prom fairy on for, for winter. <laughs> We've got to switch that back soon. Our our yeah. our telephone just makes a ringing sound. How boring, Granddad! Why don't you go back to the eighties? Yeah, a Bakelite one. Mm. Okay, I'm trying to find science news to find out this news about. No, please don't. No, we need to, to know about uh, anti gravity. Oh yeah, you, well, while you're finding that out, why don't I read out the scene? The email. Okay, go for it. We can come back. For, I've got this. Okay, yes. I won't mention the name in case the person doesn't want me to. Okay. Um, dear Nick and John, I'm a little nervous to start this email, mainly due to the fact that after listening to your podcast for a few years, this feels like getting back in touch with an estranged childhood pen pal. No, I think it's okay. I eventually decided to write after John's discussion on the last episode of what I presume was my quote, excuse to email in tweet concerning a long-lost Uri Geller documentary. Yes, this person had asked um, about the Uri Geller documentary because we, we'd mentioned it before, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. where they pretended it was a kind of holiday documentary. Yes, that's right. Um, I previously tweeted John in an attempt to track down the documentary after re-listening to the episode where it is discussed. But I've been so far unsuccessful in my efforts. I d- I'd like to say, I did reply and tell them the name of the... Yeah, it's weird that it's not available. I mean, yes. everything else is available. I imagine I imagine uh, Mr. Geller's people are very careful at making sure it isn't available. Um, whilst looking for shows to fill the bad TV void that I've uh, since acquired, I stumbled across an amazing series that would definitely be worth your time. After exhausting Adventure Time community, somewhat disappointing in the end, frankly, and the beginning and the middle, Arrested Development and Breaking Bad, my housemates and I accidentally found the Investigation Discovery Channel and have since become hooked. It's a little bit like tuning into one of those terrifying infomercials where no one can do anything properly, (laughs) but with murder. The puns are unbelievable, and in programmes such as Deadly Affairs, the actor's self-conscious death stares down the camera are truly hysterical. One episode generally opens with a lady dressed as a sexy magician making puns about pulling a rabbit-stroke-murder weapon out of a hat. I've also watched the entirety of the Air Crash Investigation series. Yeah, I've watched that as well. You imagine you have. The the dramatizations here are also disturbingly hilarious. What I also like about the Air Air, Air Crash Investigation series is they've got... what, What are you typing manically? I wasn't. I was typing very quietly. Carry on. You were typing very loudly, and I want to draw to attention how rude you're being to our listeners. Sorry, listeners. What were you typing? Come to, if, if you want to share it with everybody, why don't you share it with the rest of the class? Bring, bring your note to the front, please, and read out what you've just said. I was replying to an idiot on Twitter. You know, that is very rude, and uh, I think you... Uh, go See me after, please. I'm so sorry, person who wrote this email, that John's being so rude, and I apologise on his behalf. I read the email like 20 minutes ago! What an evil man. Uh, Anyway, the funny thing about air air crash investigations is it's so cheap, they've got one mocked-up cockpit, and whenever they need to focus on the particular controls or the gauges, they zoom into um, Microsoft Flight Simulator pixelated screen. They literally zoom into a screen of that emulated gauge mm-hmm. doing whatever it needs to be doing. So suddenly you'll see the pixels appear, and even if it's some ancient DC-8, which has mechanical gauges, it's still, funnily enough, a pixelated um, simulation of it. Oh. Um, no, you'll, you'll notice this next time you watch it, person who wrote the email. <laughs> uh, do you have any other suggest- documentary suggestions? I probably should point out that my housemates and I are neither pilots nor more murderous spouses, in case you were concerned about my rather niche viewing habits. My brother said today he just he watched uh, a documentary the other day, an hour and a half long, about Helvetica, called Helvetica. You know the font? Yes. It's about the font, where it came from and why it's so successful, and everywhere. 
You must so have go. been riveted. Don't be so um, anti-cultural. Why don't you go? Why don't you go type something to somebody on Twitter now, telling them how women are are best and they should stop. Women are go on, women. Go what on. are you talking? Women are best. Go on, go on, do do it. I'm sure it's very important. I'm sure, I couldn't wait. No, ladies are good and <laughs> they do play games nicely. They don't. Women, they ruin games for the rest of us. They come into the treehouse and start... Vaginas flapping about. They come into the treehouse and start spraying air freshener. They do, and they're like, doilies everywhere, all over... Video games are just covered in doilies. In doilies and macrame. (laughs) On a different note, I've just started my last year of university studying bespoke tailoring. I love that sentence. That's my favourite sentence I've read today. It's very good. Bespoke tailoring. Capital B, capital T. With a normal day involving around nine hours of sewing and crying whilst trying to remember to eat. Wow. That's an interesting course, isn't it? Mm-hmm. After the fees increased from £3,000 a year to £9,000 a year, remember that was because of your lovely... Um, uh, Mr. Clegg. Uh, Nick, Nick Clegg, yeah. The university have kindly provided us with 10 tables for 20 students, rooms with no ventilation, and a canteen that sells Starbucks-priced coffee and meals consisting of potato and pizza. Oh, dear. There are, of course, other more expensive, quote, greener, quote, options, but a rogue food poisoning incident last year usually steers me away from the more exciting sushi and cold meat salady things. Here's what I thought when I read that. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't food poisoning. No, it wasn't. It wasn't food poisoning. Uh, it wasn't. It was one of you. You were snogging the wrong person you just at had, the university, you just had and a, you caught something from them. Yeah, you caught the kissing disease. You just had. A, you just had a bug. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And in a bespoke tailoring course where everybody's touching all the material and cutting it and doing, I wonder what. What? How could there have been a disease vector? Hmm? <laughs> I was wondering if Nick would have any suggestions for a sort of grown-up packed lunch that could be prepared. In under an hour, keep my energy up and not hold any risk of leaking all over my tailoring equipment that I cart in every morning. Well, interesting, I make something like this for, for, for Judith most days yes. as well. Well, here you go, uh, you're about to, that's about to come in useful. Yeah, so I would suggest, well, I do, I make them. Uh, no, uh, no, I'm telling you now, so you keep reading. Yeah, okay. I love to cook, but only get the chance to on weekends and buy pre-prepared meals from supermarkets saps the joy out of eating. Any suggestions would be most welcome. I better sign off and get back to designing suits. I know I'm going to feel super embarrassed if this gets read out as I usually listen whilst I'm tailoring. Thank you for making genuinely intelligent and entertaining podcasts. It helps to listen as I work. I'm sure you'll appreciate the fact that I ditched the Now Show for your podcast a very long time ago. Yours sincerely, sewing and crying. Mm-hmm. 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 P.S. If John hasn't played Monument Valley on the iPhone, I would recommend it wholeheartedly. I haven't played Monument Valley on the iPhone. I've played it on Android. Oh, so you see this person was being a little bit racist. Racist. It's really, really good and weird and good again and then a bit dull and then good and really pretty. I have to say that there were no grammatical enormities in the whole mail. Did you find nope. any? Nope. Perfect. Very good. Well, what was Very it? Well he done. was studying it, tailoring at university. Excuse me, why do you say, why do you say he? Sorry, I, do you know, because I'm a racist. You are such a... Sexist. It's, of course, it's not a. It's not. It's a lady. She isn't it. You said he. Oh, now it all comes out, Mister. <sighs> ooh, ooh! I. You've suddenly fallen off your steed and are trampling the meat <laughs> dead, aren't you? <laughs> you tried so hard for for nearly a year, and in just one slip a of year. The tongue, yeah, one slip of the tongue, the truth comes out. <laughs> The little, the little mask, like in V, the little lizard, the little bit of skin flaps down. Do you know? It's, you eat, but it's ab- eat a rat. It is a hundred percent true. It's absolutely the case that my brain rewrote, even knowing that this person was a lady. Yeah. The the fact that this person was studying tailoring caused my this sexism that lives in my brain to just default to man. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Well, to be fair, I mean, most when you hear most tailors oh, are exactly, men. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I heard the word tailor, and my brain just went, forget all that information, man. And the fact that it's a woman's name and everything, but yeah. Well, I've forgotten the person's name. Oh, dear. Oh, well, never mind. Um, well, here's the issue. Uh, 
I don't know how serious this person is about making a mess of all the tailoring because I'm really worried now about any, anything I suggest is going to ruin some wonderful silk or material or whatever. Um, but what? Uh, well, I'll tell you what Judy really likes for her lunch, um, and that is if we w- w- one of a, a little box full of um, cut up bits of carrots and cucumber, which I drizzle a little bit of salt and vinegar on, which she really likes. Uh, she also likes, though, a li- we go to um, an oriental uh, supermarket called Wing Yip and we buy lots of uh, packaged sea- dried seaweed, very crunchy. They get it in different flavors, like barbecue flavor and spicy flavor and so on. And she loves the seaweed as well. Mm-hmm. And so she usually has that with those crunchy things. And then, for example, if you, pre- you can mass prepare... Um, Sausages, you know, just grill a lot of sausages. We have these very nice um, beef and and um, uh, and pepper sausages, and you 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 you, you grill them. Uh, so you could uh, one day you could grill say twenty of them, and you can put them in the freezer. And then when they're all frozen the night before, you can just take out however many you want, three or whatever, and cut them into finger-sized bits that you can eat. Put them in the lunchbox and and have and then make a mayo and and mustard dip to dip them in uh, in the next morning. And that makes a very nice lunch with the, with the veg as well. And then for, for pudding, um, I usually will get frozen berries and mix them with a bit of cream and put them in a small Tupperware, and she just eats that. And that's that's a typical duty lunch. That's good. Brilliant. There you go. And, uh, oh, oh, uh, and other things you can make. Chicken wings are also very good good for that if you grill lots of chicken and these are all very student friendly and that they're really cheap another interesting thing you can do if you go to your butcher and ask him or her butcher can be a lady don't um, be silly for say you know all those um chicken breasts that you sell without the skin on where are the chicken skins and they will usually go to the back and give you a big bag of them for either nothing or something like 20p you can then grill them uh, grill them slowly it renders off a huge amount of chicken fat which is called schmaltz which is also delicious if you use it uh, for cooking or simmering things or putting on vegetables and so on. And then the, uh, the if you look up recipes for making it, you can season them. And they act as kind of chicken, scr- chicken skin pork scratchings, which, again, you can then you can take a bit of hummus or uh, yogurt and uh, garlic dip. Uh, and you can dip them in like that. Delicious. Again, dirt cheap, compatible with students. You can prepare them in bulk before and um, will be much better than anything that your canteen serves you. So, uh, oh, and here's another great thing. Uh, the, the, there's this um, implement I purchased, which allows you to convert any vegetable into um, spaghetti, basically. I bought one. You, have you used I it yet? I love it. I use it all the time. Those are brilliant. It's so you can, great. You, and, and you can make ribbons or spaghetti out of vegetables, courgettes or uh, carrots, or, or even um, you can use eggplant. I haven't done eggplant yet. Apparently that works quite well. And then you can, if you're using it with something like uh, cucumbers, if you're making cucumber ribbons, we, uh, that's very good for, I've got this very thin, strong thing, which you talked about before, called uh, Essex Essence, which is very, very strong vinegar. You just put a few drops on that with some yeah. salt and some, and some dill seasoning, and you've then got what tastes like new green pickled cucumber in a minute. And you have like this continuous ribbon of cucumber, which maybe you could even uh, you know, use in your tailoring. You could make a dress out of it. Or do some boning with it, or something like that. Mm, yes, um, but that 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 works very well. But also, you, when you make the um, the uh, courgette spaghetti, you can again you can you can prepare a ton of the stuff before you can uh, stir fry it in a bit of uh, coconut oil and add your seasoning as you like. Then you can put it in bags and you could freeze it and put it in your lunchbox and you can then have it with your sausages or your meat or whatever else you're having. And finally, of course, if you can afford it, everything else I've told you so far is dirt cheap. Uh, afford a bit of biltong never goes wrong except if you're Laura she doesn't like it she's mad yes that's true uh, is that enough you've uh, gone on for far too long and we've run out of time tell me about what you made with your spiralizer. no listen I, I am listening we have to get into we're going to overrun by so much now because I have to get into this article entitled The Nazi Bell Anti-Gravity and the Secret Apollo Space Program there's so much there 
I'm going to read fast. The great German-American theoretical physicist Friedwald Winterberg stated that the general generation of giga-electron volt GeV potentials made possible in the ultra-high vacuum of space has the capability of leading to a workable anti-gravity propulsion system for spaceflight. Mm-hmm. It is in the it is the ultra high vacuum of space by which this can be achieved, and if the spacecraft acting as a capacitor is charged up to GeV potentials in a total in a total vacuum, it will levitate. If the spacecraft is positively charged against electron clouds surrounding the craft with a magnetic field in order of ten thousand Gauss, it will it becomes insulated against the Earth's electron cloud up to the GeV potentials. Are you following? The spacecraft and its surrounding electron cloud form a virtual diode with a GeV potential difference. This, in turn, produces positive magnetic buoyancy, anti-gravity, in the spacecraft. Right, but the amount of energy you require to do that is what? It, it's, it's a secret. The, this is also the basis of the Blydefeld-Brown effect and the working mechanism behind the crude electrostatic ion lifters used by amateur experimenters into electrogravitics. Gravi- electro-gravitics. Right. Recently declassified U.S. Department of Energy slash Department of the Defense research conducted by Winterberg and other physicists working on the relationship between plasma and gravity has disclosed a number of interesting and yet publicly unknown facts about the true nature of gravity. This information has been kept secret for over 50 years. It has it indeed. The primary basis of the magnetic buoyancy theory of gravity is the simple concept of hydromagnetic displacement. This dates back to James Clerk, Maxwell's original 19, sorry, 1896 displacement theory and his lines of force theory. Simply put, a plasma, if charged to a high enough uh, density, will act as a superconductor and will repel all external really? magnetic and electrostatic fields if the area of the plasma is great enough positive buoyancy or anti-gravity occurs. Okay, well, that's how to do it then. Right. I want to just—I'm going to jump ahead to a to a to a random point. So um, now we said talk about LM. We need to establish what LM is. Uh, LM is the lunar module. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the LM, the entire system working worked by charging its outer skin to an extremely high voltage in the millions of volts. The system mm-hmm. could not be tested on Earth due to the capacitive plates shorting out unless they were placed in a total vacuum chamber. For this reason, NASA constructed an extremely large vacuum test chamber called the Environmental Test Chamber as its cover. Mm-hmm. To hide the system in full view, they came up with the story of covering the LM with a micrometeorite shield. This was, in fact, the outer capacitive plates used for charging the LM up to the power levels needed in order to repel the magnetic lines of force and the electron cloud potential charge of the moon. Right. It took over three minutes to fully charge up the LM before zero gravity was reached. The term used during space flights was to warm up the LM. In mm-hmm. the very high voltage power supplier, called a Wimhurst generator, was disguised as the central gyroscope for the spacecraft in order to ensure flight stability. This is why the lunar module and all UFOs can only move in an up, down, left, right, forward, backward motion when in flight. Mm. <laughs> there you go. If you ever wondered uh, why... I've got bad news for you, though, John. You oh. know, the Biefeld-Brown effect, which was basically a, a way of creating an ionic anti-gravity effect which could propel a plane, uh, not propel a plane, propel a space, space rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1990, the U.S. Air Force study of NASA scientist Jonathan Campbell in a 2003 experiment and Martin Tajmer in a 2004 paper found that no thrust could be observed within this effect in a vacuum consistent with this merely being the phenomenon of an ion wind. What? What? Campbell pointed out to a Wired magazine reporter that creating a true vacuum similar to space for the test requires tens of thousands of dollars in equipment. But here you go. So yeah, sorry, it's just it's just irons being thrown off the back of a thing and pushing it like any iron propulsion system. Sorry, that's really that's really disappointing. He writes a second article, a second piece in this in two pages, titled "Electron Disconnect: Magnetic Buoyancy and the Anti-Gravity Effect of a Nuclear Fireball." Okay. This is Jeff Smith, and you you are dismissing him, but he has a degree in electrical engineering applied to science and physics. He is a former nuclear weapons specialist with the US government and a former UN weapons inspector specialising in nuclear non-proliferation issues. God, that's frightening. He is now semi-retired and works for a private non-profit research library as a cryptographic curator and historian, preserving restricted documents that are of historic and scientific value. So, you know, these people do an important job, in a way. We mustn't laugh at them, because actually... If you laugh at them completely, then the one in a hundred times where they actually do find an important document which reveals that people were doing hideous things to, say, black people to, to test uh, 
uh, vaccine drugs is, is is important. Yes, fair enough. Well, I'm assuming you're so, going to want to join the British Dowsers. <laughs> if you go to BritishDowsers.org, quote BD14, that's Bravo Delta 1-4, to receive £5 off all new memberships. Okay, great. Well, why don't I just go and douse some gold in the garden and then I can pay for it. There's also an ad, that's a good idea, there's also an advert next to it, it says, The lost way to reconnect your soul with the living light of eternal life. Found! Okay. Just go to soul- found, found. Um, you just go to soul-search.org. It, 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 yes. Found. Please, will its owner please contact us? <laughs> Penwith Press says, so what is dowsing? Just about forked hazel twigs and water. Yes, and more. An ancient craft. Does it doesn't say yes and more. It says yes and more. An ancient craft with modern uses, dowsing is still used for finding water, as well as exploring earth energies, archaeology, healthy lifestyles. It's used for exploring healthy it's used lifestyles. For exploring healthy lifestyles. Geopathic stress and electrosmog. Electrosmog. <laughs> electrosmog. <laughs> electrosmog. <laughs> Penworth Press specialises in dowsing and dowsing-related books, DVDs, and maps. <laughs> Surely a map would be cheating. <laughs> There's water over here. You'll find that your <laughs> idiometer will help. And very soon, long-awaited new books by Sig Lonegrin and Palden Jenkins. Oh, so you can head to penwithpress.co.uk or email oh. Jill at penwithpress.co.uk for more details. Come on then, email her and ask her. Ask her whether she wants a million a million dollars. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, because she can get it yeah. if she proves yeah. in, in, in an experiment of her design uh-huh. that dowsing works. Yeah. So she'll be on that. I mean, in a moment. Yeah, she, she could do. But I don't want a million. Okay, you don't want a million dollars. How about you get a million dollars and give it to your favourite charity? Yeah. Oh, um, um, oh, I've got off my charity. Oh, energies. <laughs> you are clogging up her energies with electrosmog. <laughs> oh, it's uh, on a planet that has lightning. You don't complain about electrosmog because <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Right, we've got to stop. It's gone far too long. What happens if, what happens if we don't? Uh, we'll both be locked in for the rest of time. And we'll probably be fine by Ofcom. We'll never, if, we can't, if we can't stop recording, we can never release it, and then this just becomes a horrific, suspicious task. Well, well attempted. Thanks. But you failed. I was just too drunk. On Pe- the prospect of dirty nappies mm. and sleepless mm. nights. Two weeks' when time. We, or... Right now, for all you know, yeah, Laura's could... plopped it out on the carpet. Could be. Tell to do, actually, tell her to do it on the floor. I've got my headphones on, so I wouldn't have heard any, like, help, help, I'm in labour. Exactly. So, yeah. She's, maybe, maybe she isn't in labour, maybe she's in UKIP now. After all, everybody else seems to be... Uh, no. Go away. Okay. <laughs>